Hey everyone, it's Quickie on the Couch. This is Keely from the podcast Hearts and Other Sex Parts. This broadcast will be in addition to the regular interviews from the podcast. They'll be shorter, like 15 to 20 minute sessions, learning more about a variety of healers, helpers, and other folks out there supporting sexual health and relationships. For today's episode, I will be chatting with Gina Sinarigi, who is a sexual sexuality educator and relationship coach and retired couples counselor and therapist in Portland, Oregon. Hey, Gina. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Right now, so we're, we're in Portland, Oregon in her office. It's a really cute little office Thanks. off of Killingsworth. Um, so I want to give you an opportunity before we get into the topic of today. Is there anything else you would like our listeners to know about you and, and the work that you do? Um, I mean, that really sums it up. I've been working with mostly couples and relationships for uh, ten over 10 years. And uh, mostly I see couples, but sometimes throuples and groups of people because my practice focuses mostly on open relationships and non-monogamy and... Uh, less traditional sorts of pairings. Yeah. So you really offer something specific that many other people in Portland do not offer. Yeah. And not even just Portland. I mean, I see folks all over the world. I have clients in Thailand and London and all over the place because there aren't a lot of um, relationship therapists or couples therapists, folks with that clinical training who know a lot about consensual non-monogamy and there aren't a lot of folks in the consensual non-monogamy expertise world who actually have like theoretical or like academic background to support relationships. And so I get to, I kind of like bridge those two areas. Yeah. It's pretty unique. Yeah. That's it's so great that you're offering this and then you're able to do it, you know, for people all around the, the, the States or all around the country. Um, real quick, will you just let folks who may not understand what, when you're using the term consensual non-monogamy, what you're referring to? Oh yeah. So monogamy means, um, generally means having one main partner or one main love in your life. And, um, lots of folks have non-consensual non-monogamy or like affairs or cheating or infidelity. Um, but consensual means like both partners or all partners are aware and are consenting to having multiple relationships, lots of intimacy. It's a little bit more complicated. Uh, yeah, I would imagine, <laughs> yeah. as I know from the people that I work with as well, because I do some of this work. I'm mm -hmm. not nearly, my practice has a lot of different, but, you know. Yeah, you do all kinds this. of things. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that it, it makes so, that's so much more richness for communication, and it takes more work. Yeah. Which leads us to the topic that I was really interested in today, because I was thinking about the work that you do, and we're getting near... A certain romantic yeah. holiday. It's the most romantic time of year. <laughs> For sure. And we're just, and you know, we were talking before, a little bit before we got on air about uh, just getting out of the holidays mm -hmm. and what the challenges are like and from, you know, transitioning from Christmas and New Year's mm -hmm. and now we're looking at Valentine's Day. Yeah. And, you know, I want to talk a little bit about what some of the challenges and, and how how people manage in all different types of relationships this this holiday coming up, this romantic holiday. Yeah. Yeah, because Valentine's Day is two weeks away, maybe yeah. a week away. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I think a lot of times when we talk about open relationships or consensual non-monogamy, um, people think about all the really fun parts. They think about, like, oh, I get to have more diverse sexual partners or I get to date a lot, and that sounds really exciting. Um, but it actually, like, more relationships – mean more work on relationships too <laughs> and more logistics. And while love and desire are infinite, we can have as much of those as we want, 
time and energy and money are not. And so um, when you get into the holidays, I think for all of us, even folks who have just one partner or who are single um, can have, you know, or who themselves are their main partner, there's complications about time scarcity and money scarcity. Like, wh where am I going to go? Who am I going to hang out with? What's the most important thing for me to do? And, um, and then you add more people, it just adds, like, more pull, right? Like, who am I going to spend this particular day with or go to this event with? That means a lot to me um, or means a lot to them. And um, so for folks with lots of relationships or more than one main relationship, it the tension just rises. And actually, this month of January, I was just saying before we got in um, the recording that it's a really busy month for me debriefing the last round of holidays, um, the Christmas-type season and solstice and New Year, and then planning for how do we do Valentine's with a little bit more intention and care. What are some of the tips or what are, what are some of the things that have come out? What have you been telling clients? Well, I think um, in all relationships, the more proactive and intentional you can be, the better. And so, um, you know, especially for folks who had complications over the holidays, thinking about like not just like what was harmful, but what did you actually learn from maybe what was hard to navigate and how can we learn from that so that it doesn't happen moving forward? Like um, a lot of folks, you know, these holidays are really meaningful for different reasons for different people. And some of like plenty of my clients will say Valentine's Day isn't important to them at all, right? Um, but for some people it really is. Or New Year's may not be important at all or Christmas might not be important, but um, but solstices or Hanukkah might be or Thanksgiving is or whatever. Anyway, some holidays are more important than others. And then within those holidays, there are different rituals or events or like practices that are really special. Like um, for me, it might be that if I celebrate Christmas and um, the actual day of Christmas isn't really important to me, but maybe going to the Nutcracker every year feels like a really meaningful way to celebrate that holiday. And the more clear I can get about what's meaningful and special, the more I can communicate that to my partners. And we can plan in advance. Like, okay, well, the Nutcracker's happening for two weeks. We can probably plan that around. Another partner wants to spend the actual day of Christmas Day with one of my sweeties. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So what I, I mean, kind of paraphrasing what I hear you saying is really looking at yourself for a moment mm -hmm. and seeing thinking about what's important for you around the holiday and then extra planning. Yeah. And not being afraid to communicate that to partners yeah. is another piece. I just, I was talking with some folks last night and, um, one of them was saying, well, I just don't feel like I can say no to my partner or can say like, yeah. no, you know, this is really meaningful to me. And it's funny cause that comes up that like hesitation comes up a lot, um, in, uh, consensual non-monogamy, poly, open relationships, because um, because a lot of us tie like freedom and autonomy to seeing other people, um, and so it can. And sometimes what we'll take from that is like, oh, if I say no, or if I ask for what I want, I'm like impeding on my partner's freedom or autonomy. But the thing is, we say no or set boundaries or make requests about all kinds of stuff all the time. And so when I was saying to this person is like. You know, you wouldn't say, oh, I'm not going to advocate for the pizza toppings I want um, or the t way I want to spend my Saturday morning or where to go for coffee because that might impede on my partner's freedom of choosing coffee or pizza toppings or 
what movie to go to, right? Like, we, we wouldn't say that. We, you advocate for what movie you want to go to. You ask for what you need or what you're interested in. But for some reason, it gets tricky when we involve other people, and, and folks often will say, like, oh, I don't want to ask for what I need because I'm worried about stepping on their toes with this other person, when still, you get to ask for what you need or want. They can say no, you can negotiate from there, but you still get to ask for it. Yeah. I mean, I find when you're saying that, I'm thinking about, again, you know, we're talking about helping folks navigate this a little bit with this coming up. And this this tension of being able to ask for what you want, mm-hmm. ask for what you need, and then being able to accept or, you know, be responsible for your reaction to what the response is. Right. Yeah, because you also can be disappointed, right? Yes. Like, uh, I, I'm I'm trying to like think about the examples I gave and come up with a good analogy, but I'm not or a good metaphor. But like, you know, I can ask for what I need, and my partner might be like, "Ooh, well, that is the only day off my other sweetie has, right?" And I'm like, "Ooh, but I really wanted to hang out with you on that day. I'm gonna be disappointed. I'm gonna be bummed." And like, there's nothing wrong with being bummed about that. There's nothing wrong with me telling my partner I'm bummed about that. Um, and I need to be able to take care of some of that being bummed out or disappointed on my own as much as I also then will want to turn that into some negotiation with my partner. Like, oh, well, when am I going to see you? When are we going to do something special? Right. And maybe I need to make plans with my other buddies or my other partners or take care of myself in some way. Um, on that night when I might be disappointed because I wish I was hanging out with my sweetie. Yeah, I, you know, when you said that, I was thinking, I wonder what it's like. I wonder if some folks just say, you know what? I'm not doing anything on that day with anybody. <laughs> yeah, all the time. And we'll negotiate all around it. All the time. Or um, plenty of folks plan to spend certain holidays, like the whole group of them together, uh-huh. um, intentionally so that they're not like choosing one person or another. I've got plenty of folks who like host holiday parties so that they're all together. And sometimes that works really well when a bunch of partners can spend time together. Some folks don't really want to spend a lot of time with each other's partners, and so that wouldn't be a great option for them. Yeah, obviously, depending on the arrangement of their relationships. And some relationships are super casual, and so the idea of, like, hosting a party or getting to know all of your friends, and that doesn't, that's not appealing to them, (laughs) you know? So what about these single folks out Mm -hmm. there? They have the, so there's a different kind of pressure, um, with this holiday coming up, how, what do you say to them either if they're wanting to go out and do some of the single activities or, you know, helping them navigate different emotions and their own type of pressure that's different than someone who's in a relationship or in different relationships? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think about, um, single folks are in kind of like different phases of being in relationship with others, right? Like we've got some single folks this holiday season who are in the midst of a breakup or who are on the heels of a breakup and can bring up all kinds of sadness, grief, loneliness, just to be on this day when other people are talking a lot about romance, right? And so I think, um, you know, part of it could be like trying to anticipate some self-care plans around that, right? Like maybe you want to be with other buds who are single or maybe you want to, Um, Maybe you want to make sure you go to bed extra early that night and just kind of like check out and get through to the next day. But knowing what's going to be the best, (laughs) what's going to be the best balance plan for you if you're anticipating it being feeling like it's going to like trigger some of that sadness or grief, right? Um, There are plenty of folks who are dating and then um, it can add, right, like different 
um, pressures of picking who I'm going to be on a date with or finding a date and what the date might mean if it falls on that particular day. So much pressure of like, yeah, like what happens if we we normally see each other on Thursdays and, oh, wait, Valentine's Day is on Thursday this year. Yeah. What does that mean? How do I navigate? What do I what do I do or don't do? Am I going to give the wrong impression? Am I going to make them feel pressured? (laughs) Yeah. Well, and you know, I think, um, you know, we don't talk about enough, even in our dating relationships. It doesn't have to be like a huge weighty conversation, but even to just be like, Oh, Hey, our date's going to fall on Valentine's day. Does that mean it's something special to you? Cause if it does, we should plan something special or, or, um, I don't want, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to walk into some kind of ex- set of expectations and not either meet them or, you know, like just to be clear about what's this day about for you. And um, for some folks, they can laugh it off of like, oh my gosh, it's our first date and it happens to be Valentine's Day. Who knows where this could go? And for some folks, a first date falling on Valentine's Day, they might have an expectation that it turns into a rom com, you know, of like, lifelong love yeah so you really want to know what are my expectations (laughs) and what are the expectations of the person in front of me which is true on honestly just about any day but valentine's day carries a lot of meaning same thing new year's same thing birthdays right if your birthday happened to fall on the day when you were typically dating people (laughs) yeah and i'm thinking you know really when we're talking this this line of continuity that's sim- the similar not continuity similarity with all these different types of relationships whether you're single or whether you're monogamous or if you're consensually non-monogamous that that there's this piece of really checking in with yourself about what this means for you yeah. and then clearly communicating it yeah and um like again that goes back to asking for what you need is really it's okay to say to somebody so I'm thinking about another phase of kind of single-ish people right you maybe have been dating a little while but not very long Um, and a lot of times I see folks who kind of expect their partners to read their mind and that's a trap right there you're like setting yourself up for disappointment at some point you should know what I want I know you know me well enough it's like a it feels like a test and it's like a it's a fantasy that our whole culture likes to like Ugh. perpetuate that like you're if you find the right person they'll just know what you need and you never have to tell them anything out loud and that just isn't a great setup for a re- long-lasting relationship <laughs> on a variety of fronts but you're likely to be disappointed and or they're likely um, to be disappointing without even meaning it so you know just saying like hey you could say uh, hey, Valentine's Day means a lot to me. It doesn't mean we have to be together forever. Like, it's not a commitment thing for me, but yeah. it is, like, uh, it will mean a lot to me to do something that involves pink or red colored flowers and or some sweet, I don't know, pastries, right? Like, that that feels really good. Or it <laughs> yeah, means like a lot to really me to have specific. some physical affection, right? Yeah. Like, um, or maybe it does. It mean, like, spending Valentine's Day means something to me about our commitment level. Yeah. And so, like, I need to know that about myself when I'm choosing to spend time with people because it sets them up. If, if I don't tell them that, you know, and I'm just like holding on to that expectation on, on my own, they don't know what they're showing up for. It's a trap and laying for it them. It is a trap. And I, yeah. you know, I was talking to Stella, you know, she, she wrote a book about communication and relationships and kink. And I think about when you're talking about this communication piece, it's 
this these assumptions and like mind or supposed you know you're supposed to know and we also set up this this dynamic that it's not sexy Mm -hmm. it's not sexy to you know quote unquote have to tell someone yeah and as you were just describing all this I'm thinking oh my gosh how wonderful yeah for the person you're dating to lay out these options and and clearly state what they want and then you don't have to feel as much pressure going into it because you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this for this person. And and you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it can be, I can make it not sexy, right? Like, I can tell you, <laughs> like, I need us, I need you to show up at 5 p.m. and I need you to be wearing exactly this. And I, right, like, the more, um, like, very formally structured for most people. I would say, well, there are some for- folks who really like that. <laughs> but for most people, the more rigid it becomes, yeah. the less room for creativity, the less yeah. room for uncertainty or for like play, right? But if I give you a menu of options, then at least you know, like, oh, okay, something in this genre is going to feel good to you, right? Like, this is some ways <laughs> to make you happy. And I have yet in session, usually we talk a lot about this like related to sex in my sessions with people, but whether it's about dating or how you like to be loved or sex, like I have yet to see one person ask for something where their partner wasn't like, hell yeah, I'll do that. Yes. If that's what you like, I can totally try it out. Um, Sometimes things are like a little bit more complicated or you need a little more info, but you know, then you just, they can figure it out. That gives them space to be like, Oh, okay. You really want a trip to Paris. A, I need to save up. B, we got to figure out some time and like travel logistics, right? <laughs> um, and maybe we can't plan that in time for Valentine's Day this year, but I know that for the future, right? Um, or, um, you know, maybe you want a pretty intricate like uh, BDSM scene and I need to learn some things and some skills before I'm able to participate in that. But now I know like what do I need to read? Who do I need to call for a consult, right? So I can prepare myself as your partner to love you the way you want to be loved. And then you get the love you want. I love Everybody that. Everybody wins. <laughs> Asking for the want. love you want and then getting the love you want. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, that sounds wonderful. That's a great, I like that summary, that wrap up. And so yeah. we're talking about how to check in with yourself of what you want, ask for what you want, communicate that, mm-hmm. and then getting the love that you want. Yeah. Anything you want to let the um, listeners know about anything you have coming up, Gina, before we wrap up for today? I don't have a whole lot of new things coming up um, right now. This summer, um, I'm working on some pre-commitment and premarital work um, that I'm going to do with nice. people that I'm pretty excited about. And um, I am putting together a class with Julie Jeske, who's another mm-hmm. um, sex therapist in town, specifically for women and women-identified folks um, who... Um, are at a place where they know they want more. They're like craving more and they're not quite sure how to get it, but they know they want change and they know they want something more in their relationships or in their like personal passion. So I'm pretty excited about that too. Both of those things are coming out later this spring. Oh, that sounds great, Gina. Yeah. And how can, how can people locate you if they want to find you? Um, they can either look up, uh, look me up at Uncommon Love PDX. Um, my website is also nonmonogamous.com. Um, or um, Gina Sena, S-E-N-A dot com. Great. Well, thank you so much for all your advice and this great conversation today, Gina. Yeah, thank you. All right. Talk to you later.